This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Joining us now... On the Schneider Orange Hotline, he is retired Bucks play-by-play announcer Ted Davis. Follow him on Twitter at NBA Ted. Schneider retiring drivers right now. For more info, call them 844-PRIDE or go to SchneiderJobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to SchneiderJobs.com. Ted, thanks for coming on, man. How are you? Hey, Sparky. I'm doing fine and uh, good to be back on with you. One-year anniversary yesterday of the Bucks uh, winning a championship uh, and it came up yesterday uh, during our show when we were talking about uh, all the bad, horrible basketball teams that you got to call play-by-play for leading up to that championship in your time in the NBA. Uh, for those that don't know, please, please do delve into some of the bad basketball that you had to call, including your time in Dallas. Well, uh, now that I'm done, I can add it all up. I never missed a game, so that's awesome. Know, it's not it's not that hard not that hard to figure out. I did uh, over 3,000 games, including preseason and playoffs. But uh, my my team's regular season records uh, were about 300 games under 500. How many? 300 under 500. 300. Oh my God. <laughs> that's bad that's a lot of bad so basketball so here's the thing sparky i always remember you telling me one time you know the pain will be worth it. the year you know, that they point, ended up with jabari parker it was that year leading up to it yeah the 15 win season yeah, and you were whatever. telling me you were telling me the pain will be worth it just get through the pain and and it'll be worth it yeah yep. i didn't realize there was going to be 33 years of pain you see but um <laughs> last year a year ago, yesterday, I realized that, you know what, damn it, the pain was worth it because that was pretty damn special. It's interesting. We had Jim Paschke on yesterday, and back in the day, they used to only do 30 games on TV throughout the course of a year. Um, and he said they the Bucks won the first game that him and John McLaughlin got to do together, and he didn't realize until after the season was over they didn't win another game that they did the rest of the year on TV. They lost 29 straight on TV. They didn't call another winning game the rest of the year. How long, if you remember, was one of your longer losing streaks back in the day? Oh, it was 92-93 Dallas Mavericks. They only won 11 games for the entire season. And with all due respect to the early uh, Sixers of the early 70s, uh, we were the worst team ever. Uh, we won 11 games, but I tell you, that what a collection of oh, just bad basketball from start to finish. We lost 20 games in a row. Oh. Then we won a game, uh, and then we lost 16 more in a row. So we lost 36 out of 37 games. Oh, my God. I couldn't imagine. I'd lose my mind. I mean, I, just that's just horrible. Uh, okay, so then... You know, you go through all of that, and then you get Giannis, obviously, who eventually ends up, you know, winning a championship. 
when did you realize that Giannis was going to be different and had that potential to be the guy that he's turned into? Probably his third year, maybe fourth. I can't remember when Jason Kidd, in that year where they weren't going anywhere after being a surprise team the year before and making the playoffs, pretty much tossed the keys to Giannis and said, you know, you run this thing. You just do what you're going to do. And that's where I think he started to blossom. I think Jason Kidd's meeting that he had with Giannis, uh, with Kobe Bryant uh, in Bryant's last game in Milwaukee, really set a, a spark to Giannis. I think he had that work ethic anyway, but when Kobe Bryant told him just off the Bucks locker room after that game that you have the talent to be as good as you want to be. You can be a superstar. Do you want to work for it? And I think that work ethic was already there, but when a guy like Kobe confirms that he knows you can be good, I think that motivated him even more. And the thing I'm grateful for is that I saw the full evolution of Giannis from that 18 year old rookie that came in, uh, you know, just thin as a rail to a grown-ass man who is a full-blown battering ram and became a superstar. And that all was on display in Game 6. I mean, that was the completion of the evolution. You know, he put up 50 points. It's, it's arguably, if not, the best closing game in the history of the NBA. And if you remember that game, the Bucks had a great first quarter. They were up like 10 or 12 points at the end of the first quarter, had a terrible second quarter. All that momentum was gone, and Phoenix was ahead by, I think, five points at halftime. And it was like Giannis came out in the third quarter and said to the rest of the team, okay, fellas, we are not going to lose. Jump on my back, and here we go. He had uh, 18 points in the third quarter. I think he had 14, like, in the first five minutes. Yep. Just completely got the momentum back and then, you know, ended up with 50 and was hitting his free throws, 17 of 19, I think, on at the free throw line that night. And that's, that's you know, that's what a superstar does. And Jordan did it, and – LeBron has done it. Well, Giannis has done it. And what we didn't know back in 2013, in June of 2013, because I remember I was doing some work for you guys, and right. I was at the Cousins Center. Right. And I called I called in after the pick, and you and I were both, I don't have a, what the, you know, I don't know, I don't have a clue about this. We guy. were just laughing about how you were going to pronounce his name. That, that, that was oh, the biggest thing, yeah. Yeah, and then what we didn't know is that, was the beginning of the championship. Now, like it did with Jordan, who took seven or eight years, and LeBron, who took seven or eight years, it took Giannis that amount of time to fully develop and win a championship. But he did it. And we didn't know it at the time, but that was the championship. And I'll give John Hammond a lot of credit. And also thank you to the Minnesota Timberwolves, who at 14 were seriously considering Giannis, but just couldn't pull the trigger on such an unknown with a lottery pick. And they drafted Shabazz Muhammad. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh my goodness, Shabazz Muhammad. Oh, okay, so let's let's further this conversation now. So I think one of the more surprising things that happened was that that performance at the free throw line for Giannis, considering how jacked up that whole thing was with people chanting and counting him down at the free throw line, and how big of a distraction that had to have been for him to lock in and shut the door at the free throw line uh, in the awesome way that he did, missing just two free throws in that game. To me, that was probably one of the biggest surprises of the postseason. Yeah, and it showed the mental toughness. You know, I mean, that free throw shooting for big guys can get in their head, and it can stay in their head for a long time. And to fix it mid-series the way he did, 
Um, but that that's special. I mean, that's a special kind of guy. And we're so lucky to have him in Milwaukee because have you noticed how many NBA superstars seem to be surly and angry a lot, you know, KD and Russell Westbrook and Harden and they don't Kyrie Irving's weird. I mean, they just don't seem happy. Giannis is anything but that. He is a happy go lucky guy who is, is fun to be around. He's fun to interview. Uh, we're lucky to have him, and he seems to be happy here, which uh, for years, the Milwaukee was NBA Siberia. Let's be honest. Guys didn't really want to come here, and Giannis has made this his home, and as long as he's here and as long as he's in his prime and healthy, they've got a chance to win a championship every season. Talk with Ted Davis, retired Bucks play-by-play announcer. Follow him on Twitter at NBA Ted. Uh, let, let's uh, talk a little bit about that that playoff run. I think you know, of memories. People remember the the, the poke away steal by, by Drew Holiday and the dunk by Giannis against Phoenix. And they'll remember Giannis's 50 point game in the free throw line, obviously, but, but really the series of that postseason was that net series. That was the drag down, drag out fight uh, that if you get through that, then it looked like they were going to go win a championship, which they did, but that was a very difficult series. Yeah, and I didn't think they could get past Brooklyn uh, because I thought that was too much, Harden, Durant, and Irving. But uh, and you know this, Sparky, if you if you if you win a championship, you've got to be good, but you also have to get some luck along the way. For and sure. Everything went the Bucks' way last year. It just did. You can look back on it. What forty-five seconds into the first game, Harden tweaks his hamstring, and he's not uh, you know healthy for the rest of the series. And even with that, the Bucks lose the first two, and in game two, they're down by fifty. And they come home down 0-2 going, my gosh, what the heck is going on? Well, we know what happened. They they even the series at 2-2. In game four, Kyrie Irving rolls his ankle, and he's not the same for the rest of the series. We go to game seven, where if Kevin Durant is wearing the same size of shoe on the floor as he does on the street, then maybe that's a three-pointer and the Bucks are done. But it was a two-pointer because his size 18 sneaker was on the on the line and they go to overtime and win and then the Sixers lose Atlanta beats them now you've got home court for that next round and Giannis doesn't totally shred his knee in Atlanta I mean just everything and 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 Trey Young steps on a referee's foot after taking a shot he's not the I mean just everything went the Bucks way when Giannis got hurt did you think he was done oh I, I was I have never actually felt physically ill on the air from an injury before, but I just, I didn't know what to say. I I remember on the air, I was going, Oh no. Oh no. Right. No, no, no. Because it seemed impossible for a knee to bend that way and not have a serious injury. It just seemed impossible. And he was in great pain and they, they help him off and you're thinking, okay, that's ACL, that's MCL. That could be patella tendon. Uh, it'll be a year before he comes back. He may never be the same. And thank goodness, apparently Giannis is made of some sort of elastic material because my goodness, he only misses two games and then he's back for game one of the Phoenix series. Remarkable. Yeah, it it was uh, crazy how that whole thing played out. Uh, The other thing I guess I'm kind of curious about uh, from your perspective in that whole deal, they win. You're on the air. You're doing, you know, the final call. Uh, then you're doing, you know, the post-game wrap-up. Everything is happening around you on the floor. Everybody's celebrating. What was that like, realizing and kind of taking it all in that this was actually happening? 
Well, I think the moment everybody realized that, that they were going to win was when Middleton hit that jumper right wing with about 50 seconds to go to right. put him up six. And it was a collective, holy crap, we have done it. And everybody in the arena knew it was surreal. I thought I would go in my entire NBA career without a championship. I thought I'd be like John Stockton, Carl Malone, Charles Barkley. Very good career, but no rings. And at that moment, you realize, oh, my goodness, this is it. And, you know, I knew I had to say something. I, I didn't allow myself to really think about it until the morning of game six because I, I thought they had a great chance to win. I mean, they're at home and got the momentum. And so I had to figure out something. Eddie Doucette had the first call 50 years ago, and people still play it. So I knew that uh, whatever I said that night was going to stand up for a long time. And I also knew that when you're live on the air, you only have one chance to say it. So don't F it up. And so, uh, you know, I came up with what I said. Uh, it's been a 50 year journey. Wisconsin, we've got a room at the top of the world tonight. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions. I, I, I'm proud of that one. I'll stick yeah, with it. That's a good one. No doubt. Did you ever think in your wildest dreams that Brandon Jennings would be a part of this all this craziness that happened that year. That that to me still cracks me up that somehow or another Brandon Jennings was like one of the rock stars of this whole deal. Yeah, he was like a mascot or something. And and the way it began was really kind of a joke. I mean, it was the year the Bucks were the eighth seed, barely got in. They had that dysfunctional team of J.J. Redick and Monte Ellis and Brandon Jennings, who all had one foot out the door because they knew they were probably going somewhere else. And you've got LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh in the first round, and Jennings declares that the Bucks are going to win in six. I mean, it was a joke. And that became like the mantra, Bucks in six, Bucks in six. And sure enough, they, they did. They won in six. Just craziness. Absolute craziness. Ted Davis, thank you so much for coming on. As always, a friend, a retired Bucks play-by-play announcer. Follow him on Twitter at NBA Ted. Always got good stuff going on there, too. Ted, thanks so much, man. Have a good weekend. All right, Sparky. Always good talking to you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.